Hey guys, this is Jennifer from the Shears Mindset, and we are live with episode 409. We've got our co-hosts here tonight. How's it going, Greg? Giddy up 409. <laughs> How about you, Corey? How's it going? I'm great. I just shoot matches. I don't have any jingles. <laughs> well, we are glad that you keep your day job. <laughs> yeah. We should all keep our day job. <laughs> All right. And the guest of the hour, which is who everyone really wants to hear from, nobody wants to hear our mouths, is the king himself, the kitten savior, the uh, <laughs> king of two mile, Robert Brantley. How's it going? Great. Thank you all for having me on. No problem. So it was a pleasure. I know we always have a good time when you're there. Wait, did you bring your guitar though? I did not. Man, you need to be texting the wifey and saying, I know, I probably haven't played it since last episode. <laughs> <laughs> last time he played us out as we were ending, but. It's either um, this or the AG Cup. Those are the two times a year I play my guitar. That's right. <laughs> well, for anybody that is maybe not familiar with you, um, if they've not seen you on the show or they're new to precision rifle shooting, can you tell everybody a little about yourself and how you got into shooting? Uh. So I've been into this, really got uh, the drive to start acquiring gear and do things back in 07 and 09. I've already shot three different disciplines like F-Class, what kind of would be PRS and uh, and bench rest and, you know, a few different varieties of precision rifle. And at a bench rest match, uh, I think it was in 08 or 09, I saw some guys kind of shooting what they call tactical matches off the side or, or those type rifles and it just really uh, drew me in. So ever since then, I've been uh, interested in anything precision rifle based from uh, basically any discipline. So we shoot PRS, NRL Hunter and ELR uh, is my main things I do and uh, work and represent Manners composite stocks, which within the industry, which also supports a lot of these matches and just, uh, just show up and rub elbows with people and, uh, and do our best. So uh, that's that's about it. Just been doing that since uh, last six or seven years, I'd say. So not much to it, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. We we really enjoy getting out in the industry as well and community and you know meeting and working with people. So so it's a great gig. That's right. You you act like oh we just stand around and rub elbows, but Robert knows his <laughs> stuff and is a really good. Uh, ambassador for the sport and for his company that he works for um, I know we usually interview at SHOT Show every year and you uh, know your stuff and do a good video a good little presentation even if the audio uh, captions yeah always a pleasure what uh, you say <laughs> we won't talk about that one but uh so tell us a little bit about your training company. So that's kind of a little bit of a newer thing for you that you're working on. So tell us a little bit about like how it started, what all you do. Give us the uh, It's fixing to be a lot more localized. Uh, I think you'll see a new facility uh, pop up here for too much longer. Pretty nice one at that. Uh, Ooh, and gossip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> excited. But uh, it started out just by a lot of requests and questions and uh, messages, uh, you know, that just kept piling up with a, a heavy consistency. So I just started saying yes to some of them. And uh, some guys would come to me 
and uh, I'm not scared to drive either. So I would travel as well and just kind of hit it from every which angle I could. So doing some training uh, at home uh, for people that, that come down to me, it's usually people from the South. It's not too far, but uh, just got back from Massachusetts on a, a class, you know, and just traveling elsewhere, just uh, whoever's willing to, to listen, I'm willing to go. So, <laughs> uh, but that's, that's been going pretty good, but uh, yeah, for the family's sake, going to start trying to keep it a little bit more localized. So if somebody wanted to book you, how do they go about doing that? Do you have a website or they just message you or what? We are working on that, but uh, it's been mostly messages and emails. Uh, but, you know, I've done it like a few would say arena training facility. Uh, and it's all been through their, all of those go through their web, pod, web page because uh, you can uh, buy the, the course, but you can also say add your cabins uh, and lodging and things like that there as well. So a lot of places we've gone through their uh, their web utilities. So what all, uh, what all disciplines do you teach? I really enjoy the more field shooting aspects of it. Uh, the last thing we did was more PRS based. They were all new to PRS shooting and just want to take it to the next uh, level. Uh, and they just looking for little tips and tricks. So they were all basically PRS uh, minded, but the, what do you want to call it? The, the field shooting like NRL hunter or, or hunting, uh, a lot of stuff has come from people in the long range hunting type community. Just want to uh, get a, the basics of getting a precision rifle, dialing it in, doping it out, uh, you know, how to take it from out of the box to effective on steel or targets at distance and, and field conditions. That's been, I'd say what most of them are. So I really enjoy that. It's a lot of range finder stuff and uh, rifle preparation and tripod shooting and uh, really off the wall stuff. So I, I really enjoy that stuff the most. Uh, do it, but it'll either be that or PRS or just very intro, uh, intro level and getting the basics down. So, but anywhere in between, whatever I feel like I can help with, uh, I'm more than happy to do so. Are you teaching any ELR? I've had several people reach out about that, but uh, that's harder to do. Uh, I'm not opposed to doing it, but I just haven't, we haven't done any of those yet, uh, really. That wasn't more so just other than a, a get together fun time. You know, usually when those guns come out, other than a match is what it is, you know, cause it takes a special place to go to and targets and, yeah. you know, maybe cameras. Uh, that's a whole nother, uh, you know, uh, monster to, to tackle. Yeah, yeah, there's not many ELR ranges. Yeah, you don't just go find a place where you shoot a mile and a half, two miles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And for anybody that doesn't know, Robert won, that's why I give him a hard time and harass him and call him the king, um, that he won the king of two mile. That's the name of the match. And so he is well-versed in ELR, extreme long-range shooting also. This new place I'm saying about may go to a mile though. It may not, but it, it may. Uh, so that that could be fun. Listen, and, Robert is so good at teaching that stuff. He may help both Jennifer and myself hit a target at twenty six hundred yards. Yep, at arena uh -huh. up on that tower. Still yep. one of the awesomest days ever. That was fun. That was. I was just shooting that thing at a hundred. Uh, but today the one we were shooting was a 375 snipe tack and it was the sd was i think four over five rounds the uh just grouping little bitty bug holes that thing just shoots awesome so those big guns can be fun to shoot 
you know, they can be pretty effective. But uh, you know, when you get to stretch them out, it's it's a blast. Yeah, literally, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're taking a uh, gun out to the Hornady match, and we're gonna let some of the the guys there just shoot it. They put up some steel at very long ranges, so if they're gonna be willing to put up a piece of steel that far, we're willing to bring a gun to hit it. So on the off time, uh, hopefully we'll we'll make some steel ring, you know, at a mile and a half, two miles, or wherever it is. So but that's in Utah and some gorgeous mountains when you can you can get shots like that out there. So it'll be it'll be fun. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anybody that's at home and can't get to a Robert class, what is a one thing, a Cliff Notes thing, one thing that you think that is like a very single most valuable skill that everybody like you just got to tell everybody? Oh. Uh, a lot of it goes back to me, just proper rifle preparation. You can't outshoot bad dope. So, you know, no matter what. <laughs> uh, Wait, uh, do you know that from experience? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It every no, no matter how long you'll do it, it'll keep reoccurring. It'll come back and nip you in the bud one day. But you'll s- learn, you know, how valuable. Uh, having accurate data and all that stuff really is and how easy it can make other aspects of shooting. So I really overemphasize, you know, always working to keep your rifle in check, in tune, in, uh, you know, your data plotted out, all that accurate. And, you know, if that's, you can do that, you can uh, slack up in other areas and still do well. So to me, that's an easy button uh, that, you know, I I know it sounds kind of like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? But You'd be surprised how many people I see that they're fine with whatever error it is off and they're hitting the top of everything. And so sometimes we're catching targets, sometimes we're not, and they're frustrated thinking it's something else when it's just a, a stability issue or, you know, a data issue or something. So uh, with perfect data, you can uh, focus on individual things uh, that, you know, you you can actually see games with. So uh, I always overemphasize focusing and keeping your, your gear in check. So maybe a little more than one thing. <laughs> no, that, that's a really good piece of advice. Like it's, it's such good peace of mind to know that like, no, it wasn't my dope. It wasn't my gun. It's something that my clumsy self did there. You know, yeah. like it was a wind yeah. issue, a stability issue, a ranging issue, but no. See, that's why I've really been enjoying the NRL Hunter stuff because when you have a problem, it's harder to diagnose and the problem solving aspect of it goes up because you, do you know that it's your data that's off or that you have bad range to the target or what have you, there's all these unknowns. So to piece it together, uh, you know, is like, it, when something goes downhill and that, like it can mm-hmm. be hard to solve on the clock. And I just love that problem solving aspect of it uh, where everything's gotta be right. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just kind of focus on, making sure everything is right and have a good process and it's very process based uh that you know you can kind of stick to and usually uh if you do that you it'll make everything a little bit easier so you come out maybe come out on top a little easier don't have to work as hard for it i like it yeah make make things easy that's what i'm all about (laughs) do you uh do you offer a class in kitten whispering by chance uh those are very expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have a special web page for that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that shows 
all the, the finer details in, in kitten whispering, but uh, no, no more whispering whis kitten whispering for me. So, uh, <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know that story, Robert's famous. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> he went viral. And weren't you on like the Good Morning America or? I did several uh, morning shows or talk shows or whatever. They had no idea who they had on there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of questionable uh, choices, uh, decisions made on their end. Uh, the story of but, what happened. Yeah. I still get messages on that daily and uh, and things come up, uh, you know, on it or get a link or, or a share or something like it. Still, every day I'll still see something about that. And I don't even know how long that's been. Uh, uh -oh. oh, oh God! <laughs> yeah. Is there audio? That scout. That's my little buddy. <laughs> it's not nearly as funny without Robert's uh, commentary. It won't come across. Yeah. He stopped because he saw the one kitten, and then a bunch came out of the. <laughs> <laughs> bushes and out of the ground. he went oh my good oh my gosh <laughs> and that it all got taken down for a little while too instagram and facebook both had removed it for violating community standards or guidelines or whatever so apparently it's pretty offensive as well uh so <laughs> so you know it's good the amount of people that showed me that video at work and they're like oh my gosh look at this i'm like Yes, my buddy Robert. They're like, huh? I'm like, like, I know that guy. It, uh, that'll that'll never happen again. I don't think. <laughs> just, that was a special day. Uh, you might see that down Bob Moore Road, uh, headed out to Navasota, Texas. No, Jill, what you see down that road? Uh, was oh that my goodness! Oh, there's so many things you'll see. I had a deer and a fawn try to commit suicide coming around the turn this past oh man they had no idea which way was up down sideways they were just running <laughs> so back to matches um you talked a lot about like uh nrl hunter and enjoying that um but i know you hosted uh an nrl hunter match um how was that how was dipping the kind of like you're telling a different style of match directing um, what kind of differences are there between NRL Hunter and like a PRS match from the match really, director's perspective? I really enjoyed the NRL uh, Hunter match, putting that on uh, from a match uh, director standpoint. Uh, there's no match books. You don't have to worry about yardage or anything. You know, I would kind of measure targets <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and put them out uh, accordingly, you know, uh, to try to keep everything, you know, two in the way or, or more or so. But uh, mm -hmm. I did it on a very square range. I'm talking about just as square as could be. Uh, and But we were able to hide 90% of the targets out there. So when you looked out there, you didn't see targets. But when you were on the one spot where you were going to shoot from, you might be looking down mm -hmm. some cut or a little window that targets would appear. So it had a very natural and realistic uh, feel and all, but we were kind of more condensed on the shooting line. So that was a little bit different for most NRL matches. Uh, but it went uh, really well. Uh, had a lot of fun, learned a lot of things, uh, you know, learned how to kind of challenge people, but at the same time, make sure everything was doable. Uh, and now we're getting ready for one in Oklahoma. So we'll go from Louisiana to Oklahoma. And obviously it'll be kind of a different vibe and flavor out there 
it'll be right. a uh, more windy, probably precision prone style open uh, field match uh, vibe than Louisiana. That'll be more wooded, tripod heavy, uh, something like that. But uh, that'll be the Manners Elite Hunter. I think it's six weeks out, uh, and that'll that'll be a fun time. Uh, Manners donated a super sweet rifle to it that uh, we're going to give away as kind of like a door prize. Anyone that participates in it, whether you help, you shoot it, what anybody that helps support the event is in the drawing uh, for it, mm -hmm. kind of door prize deal when we get there. But it's just a shorty, like 18 inch, six, five uh, Creed that weighs like six pounds, but it's a long range feeling gun. Uh, carbon oh, barrel. I love it. Uh, yeah, it feels so good. So I'm kind of pumped to see who that goes to. That sounds fun. And on that note, we actually had somebody in the comments, Mike Bell said, asked for you to tell the guys at Manners that all the shooters appreciate their support of the arena NRL 22X matches and everybody shooting the match, having a chance to win a stock. Yeah. Supporting uh, events and shooters and things like that. So uh, it's awesome to be kind of a part of it as, and see it keep going. But yeah, they're, uh, they do a tremendous amount for shooting various disciplines. It's it's awesome. Love seeing it. Love being part of it, for sure. But yeah, this uh, uh, this match in Oklahoma, it'll be uh, like I said, it'll be uh, we'll be the title sponsor of it. So we'll be trying to arrange some good prizes and and come up with some cool things and just deliver deliver a fun match. So, uh, but my intent with all these matches are. I want it to be doable with your average gear. You know, I want to test people on the uh, the strategy and uh, breaking down the stage and, you know, maybe uh, small little uh, details within the stage other than like just super tiny targets that is hard to hit and things like that. You know, I, I want people to have attainable uh, things. And, uh, you know, I think people have more fun like that and learn more, you know. Oh, um, definitely. I mean, we we all know if you were to put five guys out there that they have a chance to win it. It's any one of those five guys on a day. Um, but I, I'm assuming y'all get some relatively new shooters with the hunter style stuff. What the, what kind we of some shooters down? have never shot anything before? Uh, we okay. had a team and it was two guys and they had some pretty legit gear. And I was talking to, I was like, man, thanks for coming out. Like this is we had no idea about this and kind of found out they had never shot a match, done anything of any kind. And they just joined in for teams and, uh, and had fun. So <laughs> that's another fun thing about that sport is you can sign up under so many different variations. There's light class, heavy class, factory, uh, teams. Uh, and if you don't want to be counted for points or go after price, we well, can pay like half fee and, and shoot skills. So like there's so many different options and opportunities for that. You don't feel like, have to feel like you've got to compete against the guy. If you have a production rifle, you can shoot production and not shoot against guys with, you know, $8,000 rigs. Right. <laughs> or so. But actually, in that game, it's funny to say that uh, money has nothing to do with production. It's more of a mass-produced rifle. So, you know, technically, like an Accuracy International account uh, or something, even though it wouldn't qualify for weight, it would, you know, a brand like that would still right. matter. So it's it's a little bit different, but it's a it's a fun format but you know out west there are more team field matches and stuff so i'd love to do more of those so it's but they're so far to travel this will be a way for me to do a few more of that flavor the uh the more field uh it's all on you kind of deal so i really like that that pressure 
and it's a, and for anybody listening to that hasn't shot anything, it is a different pressure to shooting an NRL hunter because the only person ever watching you is the RO. There's no other squad behind you, you know, watching you and asking your your wind call and pressuring, you know, none of that. You're just it's just you in the course. So like that can be, a, I think that's pretty cool too. Just fun. So, so no peanut gallery, no one, uh, no one making yeah. jokes. Well, so I shoot suppress when I shoot that because I can not even wear earmuffs or earplugs. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I just show up and, and shoot and talk with the RO just normal. So that's fun, you know. But So what are the dates on your match in Oklahoma? That's uh, the last weekend of uh, July, 28th through okay. 30th, I believe. But there's, uh, there's still a sign-up open? I think, yeah, it is. It'll be open until the, the a day or two before. Uh, yep, but uh, I'll do that, and I'll I'll hit like three NRL hunter matches of uh, the year, and then I'll go back to I'll mostly do PRS. That'll be the the heavy thing. Uh, but then we'll throw in some ELR as well. You know, make sure we shoot three or so ELR matches throughout the year as well. You know, so we always want to support King the two mile. Uh, now they have the King of one mile, so we'll probably keep doing that, and then some of the spear point matches, uh, yeah. local to to the shop in Kansas. So. Uh, you know, between all those series, uh, it can get it can get pretty busy. So we'll we'll be out and about a good bit, uh, seeing people, and hopefully come down y'all's way because at Cool Acres this this year, I was looking at the schedule. It may work out. Nice. Let so. me let me know when you're coming down. I've I've not made one of them yet this year, um, just because schedules. I've had something to do every one so far, but uh, I got to make it down there to one of them. Well, I was talking, yeah, the PR, the the two day. I think it's in December, and that'd be a perfect okay. time of year. Yeah, it'll um, be good. It's <laughs> normally good weather in December out there. Yeah. But, you know, we'll be uh, hit, hitting them hard. I'm going to, uh, and I, so putting on matches, the one thing I've noticed is I haven't been able to shoot any of the one day. I don't, I think I've shot one one day match this year. And it kind of just got ready for it last minute, saw that I could do it. So I went and did it. So, you know, I used to have a match one mile from my house, which is the one I started running. So now that was so nice uh, being able to shoot a match. This is a mile from your house, yeah. you know, and uh, but now I'm putting it on. So I don't get to shoot any of them anymore. So uh, I was looking and uh, what will be open. So now I'm forced to travel more if I want to kind of do the one day uh, stuff. But I haven't been doing many one days. It'll be it's mostly been two days, but uh, I really enjoy the one days probably just as much. It's just fun times. Yeah. You know? They're a bunch of fun. So let's kind of talk local competitions. What makes a uh, one-day local or regional match fun? To me, the pressure, uh, what a lot of people, uh, maybe it's that it doesn't drain you as much as, as let uh, not as hard to get into it and get everything done. You know, you're not gone as long and not costing as much money, all those good things. But uh, it's just kind of a, it's a different feel the pressure. I don't know, you'll be back home that night. It's just uh, hanging out and, and having fun with friends. So mm -hmm. uh, usually don't have to push yourself as hard or or take yourself too serious. So I, I usually don't take myself too serious anyway, but out there you can just really lay back. And uh, I'll use it for experimentation a lot too. I'll shoot wild random stuff uh, that I've had to put up for decades. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't like to go shoot that this weekend. Stuff, just stuff like that. You can uh, play more. So uh, I do like the one day series for that. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I like that you get a, a wide variety of shooters. Um, the last one day that I shot was out at uh, Clinton House. 
So we had all sorts. I think I had two like brand new shooters on the squad that have shot one or two matches before. You know, we were help. It's nice to be able to help those shooters when you're not, you know, can't do that too much at a, at a two day pro series match, but in a one day. I've heard, of, I've heard about Clinton house, but I've never been out there. I've always wanted to go, but it's, here's a pretty nice place. It is. And uh, the cool thing is we got those new shooters. And then since AG cup's going to be there this year. Yeah. I'd like to go check it out one day. Uh, so, yeah. The AG cup for me this year will be a, uh, uh, virgin territory for me uh, i won't i've never stepped foot out there so i'll i'll show up i guess my first time for the cup well registration for the next two one days just went live like five minutes before the show started so really mm-hmm. i'll catch y'all later i'll log on no it's yeah, probably a lot of the guys i think are uh that that match got a little more popular whenever uh the ag cup location mm. was was announced Be- Fields did uh, Phil Cashin's the MPA match uh, years ago when it was at Arena. Uh, when they found out that AG Cup was going to be there, he had a match, and I was like a month and a half before, and they had the clause that said no one could be on the the range for a month prior to the match. So everyone was, he said, all the like eighty percent of the people from the AG uh, Cup series, you know, signed on for that match. Never been there a day in their life, but uh, <laughs> they wanted to get a little taste of it. <laughs> yeah, all that mirage, I guess, out there. They're scouting it out. Yeah. Well, I, no, it'll be it'll be fun to see that this year. I think I'm gonna shoot a 308 in it this year in the AG Cup. Just I don't know, that might be fun and wild. <laughs> Look at Corey's been, face. He's like, oh yeah. I've been enjoying the 308 lately and it's been shooting good. So uh Robert, I figure I just Robert, keep going. Robert, I have shot a 308. It's fun, <laughs> but it's not that fun. <laughs> 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 well, I was just talking to uh, old Double J at Bartline, and the, the barrel they got me was the Mod B400, that long life material, and yep. I chambered it in 308, and I was like, how long do you think this will last? He said, probably at least 15, 20,000 rounds, so uh, I was like, oh, I'm like, this will be my gun for the next three years, and I'll just <laughs> shoot that and nothing else <laughs> for everything. <laughs> it could be fun, but uh, yeah, just, it's the easy button, the 308 is, so yeah. I know, I know you're having fun with that last time I saw you out at Cool Acres with that that 308. That was not fun. That was the one match that <laughs> uh, I've ever had that really went downhill. Uh, As a southerner, I using the term, uh, it went south because uh, I like the south, but uh, it always, uh, it that was a downhill match for sure. Uh, bad <laughs> issues, but uh, uh, we uh, overcome and, and treading forward, so. Nice. But the attack's been fun since the end. I'm going to try it one day. One day. We'll see. I got three tack guns now, so I'm going to loan you one. All right. Deal. There you go. I'll I'll meet you at Cool Acres. Bring me something. (laughs) Me and my uh, AM this year for the Gap Grind, we're also talking about both shooting 308. Identical gun, identical load, and and all that good stuff. So That would be fun. If we could do good with 308, that would be fun. Yeah. It, and with the, I'm shooting the 176 A tips, and ballistically they're not really that far behind what most guys are shooting. You know, the the regular sixes, no, my same. wind holds and stuff. I'm not that far behind. Uh, I, yeah. It is more recoil though. You know, I got to manage the recoil a little bit better. But uh, as far as the ballistics, I'm not that far at a disadvantage. So there there are some benefits to it, and you got some good splash down range when when it gets. You can replace yeah. a little better. It's a slower round. You can recover from recoil a little bit easier and catch downrange uh signatures and effects so like 
uh, I do like uh, it does have some benefits that I enjoy shooting with. So it's not just not just saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, except we the powder consumption. If you shoot a lot of ammo, there's a big <laughs> difference between 30 grains of powder and 45. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we ran the numbers and it's basically just a slow BR with a bigger bullet. Like yeah. the drop in wind is almost identical. Yep. But yeah. And, and more recoil. <laughs> of course, yeah, 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 a little but it's bit. not that bad. It, uh, <laughs> no, it's if, if you're a, if you're into shooting a, a 25 pound BR and free recoil, and you know you might not get away with it here, but it, but if you give it a little shoulder, it's not hard to to manage it all. So it yeah. uh, is is very tameable. Mm -hmm. but, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. What are uh, what are some cool things that you've seen match directors add to make a one day match like extra awesome? Whether it's uh, or anything like that. Uh, I like uh, uh, everything being hittable. Not saying I don't want to challenge and I don't want giant meatball targets, but uh, I like uh, a, not just one target uh, from five positions and the same thing over. I want a, a, a mix of, say, go from troop line. I, I like to, every time I hit a new stage, change it up so mm -hmm. it won't just be the same uh, kind of format like a one target five position stage and another one target five position stage you know like I like uh, continuously going from like say troop lines and long range precision prone stages to uh, just a all out barricade hustle drill to you know move like I like things coming at me if that makes sense just always forced to kind of focus on mm -hmm. just variety of props and I like little uh, uh, and y'all are good at it in Texas uh, like a lot of, it's a pretty straightforward course, but there's little things that you can trip up in, you know, and it costs me a point yeah. or two here and there. So it's like totally avoidable, but you got to, but you got to stay in on it mentally and focused to, to catch those things. And anybody could do it. It's not something that like it takes uh, a, a pro level guy or anything to, to be able to do. It's just those little nuances that help you exceed in that game. So no. uh, I like, I like stuff that's just out of the box uh, and it's just not the same cookie cutter stages that like, I wouldn't want to shoot the skill stage for 10 stages. In a row, <laughs> I was going to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. like going out and back, everyone knows out and back. What if you go out halfway back and then out again, right? That tripped me up this past weekend and I wrote the dang course of fire with friends. So um, <laughs> I like it too. I like changing things up. So you have to think a little bit. Because if you if you just do the ten positions like you were saying, it's all the same. It doesn't matter yeah. how many targets you put out there. Yeah, uh, uh, y'all had one at Texas, and it's like you shoot left, right, move, then it's right, left, move, then left, right. Like you're alternating how you go. And, uh, I went left, right, move, then went left, right. You know, and hit both targets, but it didn't count. Yeah. So there's two points right there that you know I could have easily done. It's like you big dummy. Like that was you, you shouldn't have done that. That's what was so fun about Mammoth is it was it it gets in your head and messes with you and you really have to learn how to keep a level head and think through yeah. because they'll tell you straight up your target is the one with the red post and <laughs> you go up there and you lay down behind your rifle and there's these big red targets not red posts but red targets right <laughs> in your field like when you lay down it's right there and you're like red and you pull the trigger and then they don't say impact and you're like 
Well, what, uh, what's wrong? Is a trap the match director set. Yeah. Yeah. It was intentional. But it was makes you think and, um, mm -hmm. and it really yeah. shows the people that can keep a level head to think. Oh, that's the other thing I've enjoyed about putting on matches and match directors. Like when I go to a match now, I kind of look at it from a different uh, standpoint, you know, cause yeah. you know, like how, how do you clean your stage? What's, what were they thinking when they, they put it on? So uh, it makes you appreciate uh, things that, you know, other matches uh, do. And as I've got a limited place to work with, with our range is very square range. Uh, so every match I try to make it 80% different, completely different than things you've, you've shot before. And I try to make it to where stages that they've never shot at any other match they've ever been to, you know, just things that I've seen from all the matches I've done, pick, picking little things I like to kind of uh, put them together. So uh, I just want it to be fun, you know, try to think like what stages have I seen in the past? Like that was fun or like that was a bummer. Like, I don't like that. And if I didn't like it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but hitting targets is the main thing. So uh, I think people, overall people like that so that's uh you know everything nothing will be like sub moa or anything like that it'll all be something hittable minute and a half or or so at the smallest and two and a half on the, the larger side so uh very very doable stuff yeah but it's always nice to leave a match after shooting the targets and not the berms or the grass <laughs> yeah. yeah on the when they're leaving the match, they're deciding if they're going to come back there or not. And if they didn't like it and they say, I'm never going back there again, like, uh, you didn't win. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I, want them, I want them to want to come back. Oh, say it again louder. You've got to hit the targets to want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overall. And I don't mind getting my teeth kicked in a little bit and doing and struggling, but I don't think that's the overall consensus. Uh, you know, that's one reason, like, I want to go shoot the Hornady match. I know I usually do not do good out there. Any of the Western matches with a lot of wind, it's just not what I excel at because I never get to shoot in that kind of stuff. You know, it's flat, and I'm shooting in cuts of trees. Uh, so it's, it's different for me. I know I'm going to struggle, but that's where I'll learn at. So I want to go out there and shoot those, those although matches that in those match, environments. Although that match, it don't matter if I don't hit anything. The scenery out there is tremendous. It's, it's gorgeous, it. isn't it? Just to lay there and look at the terrain is worth it to not hit stuff. I know. <laughs> um, Jen, 30 seconds left on the clock. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is gorgeous if you've never been out there. It's absolutely stunning. Yes. And it's an awesome uh, layout, too, uh, because it's like kind of a knob in this valley that you go out in. So you shoot one way as you go one way around it, and then you come back around, shoot the other way. So, I mean, you're shooting completely different ways and uh, there'll be some stages where you shoot targets around a water, uh, you know, cool. pond and, and there's windmills out there. And then there's some where, you know, they're on the water. I mean, it's, they've done a Although great job out there. Those windmills, they are a bunch of liars. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're rusty metal. They don't curve. turn fast. It's water and it's around a curb. And it, like, you look at the windmill and you're like, all right, I know what it's doing. You go up there and you pull the trigger and you're like, do I believe the bullet? Because that's not what that windmill said. <laughs> it was totally and, different. I need to grease the bearings on them things. They're, I think they're stuck where they're at. <laughs> Don't trust it, but patterns out there. That and I've seen them uh the work they put into that match too, because you know that's not a range that you go to. That is a hunting lease, and it's just pure nature. 
out there and it's way out. There's no electricity for it. I mean, the lodge is completely off grid. Uh, so putting on that match, especially one to that level that they're putting on is, uh, if you see the inner workings of it, it is pretty impressive and they, they put a lot of work into it. So uh, Part of the most entertaining things at that match was watching Sykes and George go down to try and fix the mover because yeah. to get to the mover, they had to like, he had oh, like a sketchy. dirt bike that they like drive the truck up, get the dirt bike out. He has to take the dirt bike partway down the mountain because it's on the side of a mountain. Like we were all sitting there watching through our binos like, oh, dude, is he going to make it? Like <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's sketchy out there out there i've been up there before i was like oh my god especially george driving is like you, know, you gotta be ready to fail at any moment you know? <laughs> so we're about at the midpoint of the show remember if you're watching us live on facebook ask any questions you may have live in the comment section of the video we'll ask it live on air if it's appropriate um other ways to catch us you can always check back to the shooter's mindset facebook page the videos stay up there forever um, then we usually upload all the podcasts the night after the show. And then eventually everything ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page as well. So that's a great place to look up past episodes. Right. So y'all support a lot of matches. You talked about some of them that um, y'all support. And I'm sure you get hit up by a lot of shooters and matches wanting support. Like, hey, will y'all, you know, give us this, give us that. Um how do you decide who, you, like, where that money goes? Who, what are you looking for when people call up? Um, so, so twofold, a shooter and a match. What do you look for? Uh, the the matches. It's usually some sort, or well, for both of them, some sort of exposure. But for the matches, uh, you know, back a few years ago, you could send something uh, decent to every PRS match out there. And nowadays you just can't really do that because there's multiple series on top of it too, but there's so many matches uh, we just simply can't do it. Uh, you know, so we, we do have to pick and choose the best we can, but uh, matches with a reputation, with history, just people that you can uh, see kind of put into it. Uh, we do help some new matches, like for instance, if it, or if it's a, uh, one of our shooters is putting on a match, uh, you know, obviously we want to be a, a part of that. Uh, but any of the, the larger ones, uh, if it works within the budget, we we support them, send them something at least. So, uh, but what a lot of folks don't realize is like they're just we send to bench rest, F class, uh, just field matches that are non-affiliated, uh, NRL Hunter, NRL 22X, PRS one day, PRS two day, uh, you know ELR matches. Uh, it goes on and on and on and just a uh, fun rate, a lot of fundraisers and raffles and things like that. So uh, we just look at, it. is it a good cause? Is it helping out? Is the community uh, strong there? Or, you know, can we do something to help? And that's basically what we do from a shooter standpoint. Usually we, uh, uh, we have a set number of shooters that we have. So like we get say 20, 20 spots, 10 for the ambassador side and 10 for the pro side. And, I just uh, try to pick the the best people I can, and and we all obviously we give preference to the the people that's been with us in the past, you know, uh, and and keep those going. But uh, it's, we're just looking for you know good ambassadors, people that people want to be around, and it doesn't really always matter how well you shoot. It's nice if you win, but just someone that's active, that's out there, and just uh, pleasant to be around. Not someone that's an a hold of ROs or 
you know, a stick in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's I turned Greg down when he hit us up. Like, <laughs> 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 Super rude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think I fall under the stick in the mud part more than the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it, it's awesome. But, you know, like I said, but now the, the landscape's changed since uh, several years back anyway, now because now you want ambassadors, not only NPRS, but NRL Hunter and ELR. So now, you know, we have shooters that don't even, uh, they just shoot that one sport, division, discipline, whatever you want to call it. That's all they do. And they're not even a blip on the radar or even aware of what something else is going. So as the uh, shooting sports, you know, change out, fan out and more things come about, like it creates the need to, you know, have representatives or ambassadors, or whatever, in those uh, uh, fields where, you know, a lot of the hunting and field stuff really makes more sense to us. It matters because we're, we sell a lot more hunting style stuff than we do uh, target tactical stuff, way more. So, and there's, you know, way more hunters in the world and country than there are, uh, you know, uh, tactical style shooters. So it kind of makes sense to, and we make carbon fiber things that are very light. So like it right. lends itself that that's a, a good avenue for us to support and everything. And uh, our LRH and PH have really taken off uh, in those worlds. So, and uh, it's just fun to shoot. If you really want to test yourself on marksmanship levels, shoot a, a 12 pound gun or a 10 pound gun, you know, like you really get to see uh, a lot of the flaws that you take for granted will start rearing their ugly face. <laughs> it's um, interesting thing. So I think people in our community, like we get tunnel vision and we think that we are the majority. I mean, like, I mean, a PRS shooter, like all the PRS shooters know me. And <laughs> like, yeah, that's like 5,000 people maybe. Yeah. Like, and, and if you think yeah. about hunters, that is a such a bigger community um, than and you keep going down the list, like say ELR, that like that may be say 200 shooters. Uh, the, as far as the competitive landscape, the the roster that you may see at any given match across the country, you know, it's a lot, lot smaller, but that uh, you know, they're they're pushing the envelope and doing a lot of things there too. So like we we want to be involved, you know, because uh, even though the numbers aren't there, some <clears throat> sometimes they're a influential group of people where they really uh, you know, uh, it's no, I don't know, like it, they're doing some pretty cool things. So it's like, you want to, want to be a part of it and, and be seen, uh, cause you know, that, that's a wild game. The ELR uh, stuff is, uh, you know, they're, they just set what, uh, the cold board record, uh, world record again, this last week, uh, two weekends ago, I think. And the very next day, someone broke it again the next day. So, uh, <laughs> You know, and now I think we're like at 2,800 yards. So things keep progressing and changing. And and then you got guys doing that. At the same time, there's guys like really cranking up what they're doing with rim fires now, you know, and things. So like, and those people aren't even aware of each other, these disciplines. But in each person in their world think that's, that is all of the shooting sports. You know, it's like, oh, it's man. easy to get tied up in your, you know, your web of, of yeah. what you got going on in your head so uh and but that's why we just try to be active in all of it so uh now we need to start looking at 22 shooters and elr so uh i don't know where it'll stop but we're talking about now you know the air gun stuff's picking up we don't make air gun products but you know that's a, a big uh 
sports and discipline. So, uh, you know, just a lot going on out there. But I, so, I only shot one rimfire match, and I, I was telling Corey I really want to go out there to Texas and shoot those because y'all got a strong rimfire scene out there. It seems. Yeah. Weird. We had 69 at the match Saturday, but the fun part was we had 12 people running loners. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, you know, you, you kind of think you've got ELR and you've got 22s and you've got PRS and all this hunter stuff. And Prentice and I always joke, there's more seven mags than there are all the PRS calibers combined. If you think guns, and it's not even close, it's an order of, you know, 100,000. But when you look at Rimfire and like the hunter matches, people ask like, how do you get hunters into competition? Well, there's no hunting season during the summer, right? So the NRL hunter stuff, I, I see it as an awesome way to get people into just competition, something to do with guns, you know, not hunting, but at a different time of the year. Cause I mean, deer season comes, you're not coming out to a match. Right. Yeah. Um, but the rimfire stuff is that other way where you've got the guy that's hunted his whole life. Well, now he's got his kid and his kid doesn't have to shoot big centerfire gun. They can go, you know, both of them out on a 22. Um, so I've always thought that that was kind of the way to get people shooting was 22s. Because the other thing is like the ELR range, like you're talking about, there's like what, 12 in the country. And there's maybe 100 PRS ranges. And then there's like a couple thousand uh, 22 ranges where you, you really just need 100 yards in a bay and you can have a fun match. Yep. Yeah, though, uh, so much easier to get into. And yeah. uh, the one the one thing I remember about my first PRS or only Rimfire match was I'm usually looking down in my pack and you'll see a big box of 100 rounds or whatever. And I've got these two little just boxes like that's what I'm cheating for the match. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Great. Yeah, it's you so leave great. it in your pocket. <laughs> like just yeah. put all your shells in your pocket. <laughs> and you uh, don't care about picking up brass. Yeah, I know. Oh, you yeah. don't yeah. mark it away at the end. It's great. <laughs> it's so so much fun so i am gonna uh, try to do a little bit of that too uh i usually have been shooting about five disciplines throughout a year so uh i think it'll be this year i'll add rimfire to it maybe it'll only be two or three matches but really get out and and shoot those because you know from us on the stock standpoint uh it is very a dynamic game because uh like say you got your factory guns like the the uh, CZs that we make stocks for, they yep. they kind of balance and feel good as is, and they shoot good. But say you got the guys that want to build these custom, like the Remex or the Voodoo's or right. uh, anything like that, you know. Well, now the balancing those rifles balance way different than a, a normal centerfire. So like it forces us as a stock maker to, you know, kind of well answer that. Uh, and I because I saw it with my gun, you know, I, I'm trying to copy my match rifle with the rimfire and it just felt nothing yeah. like it so no uh, it was a it's, challenge it's hard but um, i mean that that 457 with the manor stock y'all make that's a sweet little gun we've had guys come out and win matches with that just straight off the shelf uh well, i lost you for yeah. just a second yeah yeah I've, I've heard nothing but good stuff about those and we're doing another run with them right now a tcs style stock so our flagship uh tcs model you know we make uh, a modified version for them that comes on a factory rifle. So, you know, I can shoot my TCS in uh, PRS and then, you know, I can shoot a very similar rifle in, in Rimfire. You know, so it's, uh, that's kind of cool that there, and obviously the sport must be growing enough 
for companies like that to want to jump on because they're a big company, you know, to have a yeah. PRS uh, minded rifle. So it must be, they must be speaking pretty loud. The, the people. Oh, that's hot. I'm excited about that one. Oh, um, yes. so with all, all the different sports, you've obviously done really well and you've won a lot of matches. Um, but a lot of people will ask like, what is the one thing I can do to get to the next level? Let's say they've been shooting for a year. What would you tell them if they want to go from just, you know, kind of showing up and shooting to kind of start winning matches? Uh, really take a step back <clears throat> and, uh, and, and go over every little, little thing. Like I said, focus on making sure, like we said earlier, rifle squared away, but then uh, focus on, uh, and be open-minded and honest with yourself on what you're struggling with and, you know, really attack uh, what, what your weak points are. Don't go, don't go to the range and shoot, go to the range and train. And when you're loading your ammo or whatever you're doing, like be thinking before you even get to the range on what you're going to do, you know, uh, you know, identify what you suck at and, and work on it. Uh, I think it, but like I started noticing from my friends that are really high level shooters in other disciplines. I mean, at the top of their game and they always focus still on very basic stuff. Like, and that really made me think about it. I was like, that's interesting. They're as good as, as anybody out there, but they're fine tuning all the, the basic things. So uh, don't let things kind of get away and just, just keep a simple strategy. Uh, I try to work as simple as I can, uh, less moving parts, and then it's less right. to, to have to think up. You know, if I just got one bag and, uh, you know, my dope's on, and it, it really comes down to just make sure I shoot the stage correctly. So, but if I if I have all my stuff uh, squared away, and it's, you know, it'll just make things that much easier. So uh, make sure your rifle's set, set up to you, uh, fit, uh, uh, you know, fit to you. Make sure you got the right bag. Uh, just analyze every little piece of, of gear you got. And I uh, don't mean you got to go spend a lot of money, but just, you know, look at everything piece by piece and break it down. And I think little improvements will come to you, you know, as you do that. So, and dry fire. Uh, I don't dry <laughs> fire near about as much as I used to, but uh, that was really good, you know. So, uh, but always be work finding something that you can work on. Uh, okay. You know, that, that's that been me, dot drills, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, but look, I mean, I go out there looking for things I can improve on, not just go to the range and have fun, but where, what could I really step it up to the uh, this thing for? Because there was a, a saying I heard a while back, and I really liked it, and it was called the aggregate of marginal gains. You know, if I can just uh, improve 1% in all these little areas, what it, what it really does to me. So, uh, overall, yeah. when it's all said and done, so. Don't take little things for granted and uh, and just keep keep chipping away, looking at it. So when we go to the range, we're not supposed to just do the things we're good at? I tr that's, what you, that's what I want to do and all too, but- uh, It's more fun that way. You look cooler in front of everybody so, uh, else. <laughs> and for me, that's, that's like sitting dessert. in the AC of my truck, uh, just at the range <laughs> watching other people shoot. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna get out there, but- uh, you know, and I also heard like when, when you are shooting and you're doing good, like keep doing it, keep practicing or so. But if you're if you go out and things aren't working out for you, like kind of shut it down and quit. Like don't embed bad things in, in your head. But, you know, look, look for uh, things that you can improve on, but not to the level that it discourages you, you know, uh, 
that, that that's what I'll, I'll it's that healthy mix that I'm looking for. Yeah, it's it's kind of like stretching. You know, you don't want to just like, you know, connect both ankles to tractors and send them in opposite directions. <laughs> like, if you're just sitting there in the chair, you're you're not gonna get stretched out. So you gotta that face is. illustration (laughs) oh yeah it's uh i mean because you don't want to get burned out uh but uh at the same time you you need a drive that because matches are expensive and it takes a lot of effort to do it and and if you do bad you know you can beat yourself up uh pretty rough but don't take yourself too serious just have a good uh game plan and, and try to stick to it and uh and just try to avoid for a new shooter the biggest uh increase i think in maybe i don't want to say placement let's say not maybe performance is just avoiding mental mistakes you know really uh focus on the things that you you have control over improving and like mental mistakes would be one of them right uh, uh your gear squared away is really another one uh you know uh, if you can weed those things out, then it's, you can just put on cruise control and kind of coast through. And uh, but if you if if everything's working against you, the game feels so much harder than it needs to be, and you'll never do good. So you know, find that easy, set your stuff up and create an easy path. And it's and it's doable these days. You know, like there's the ballistic solvers are so incredible. The scopes track so well. The bullets and powder are so consistent and barrels. I mean, it's, it's crazy what we can do these days. It's a good time to be a rifle shooter. So uh, use that stuff to your advantage. Uh, get it get it squared away. And, uh, you know, then, then you can really focus on you. Uh, that, that'd be a, a big takeaway, I'd say. Mm-hmm. If it's not way too complex. <laughs> it's way too long. But, uh, <laughs> Makes sense. So you've shot quite a few disciplines and divisions over the years and even currently. What's been your favorite division within a competition that you've ever shot? Uh, field team matches, I'd say for sure. Uh, any of the field matches, uh, that element, uh, I, I like it overall, but doing it with a team uh, just changes it up even more. So any, it, those would be 50 50 but I've, I've really enjoyed those uh, you know like i said a lot going on and it, everything's coming at you 90 miles an hour and it's just uh, you know uh, how well can you work under the clock and under pressure and and problem solve mm-hmm. so uh, i really enjoy those and because we take it for granted of uh, you know a lot of just prs like the ranging of side how important that is and all these little things and and thinking outside the box because they tell you here's how far the target is and you will shoot from here you know when you get to come up with that and make the rules and you get to make the rules in a two-minute time span like it just it's a different feel so adrenaline rush so i really like those the most but, and, and but it, when you're, came when up you're there, and your data you know what at mammoth we had one where you went up there and they said we're going to give you your ranges on this stage, which they never do. And you went up there and they gave them to us in meters. <laughs> yeah. You need two charts for that or, or something, but. So you had uh, to think. <laughs> yep. Yep, just a, a little percentage, I guess, or so, just hold a little higher, a little low, you know. 
Mater's gonna be a little oh, no. bit further. No. At 800 no. yards, just hold a little no. high. That would really work. Uh, it's a big difference between 800 yards and 800 meters. Yeah, uh, go on your app or whatever, change it to yards and meters, and, and roll on. I guess. Rock on. Yeah. If if it's anything military based or something. Uh, or if foreign, you know, it might be good to have your drop chart in yards and meters, you know, because uh, the the one uh, match we shot a while back was uh, the Guardian at GTI or whatever is very military based. A lot of people you'd hear them talking uh, distances and it's all meters. Obviously, is that that's the other thing I saw in our hunter match. There is a, a group two guys and they were a little bit louder than everyone else and. They ran up and they ranged the targets, and uh, I knew how far it was. Is the RO is 500 yards or something? And they're like, it's uh, it's 480. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna miss, and they center punch it. I'm like, ooh, like, and then come to find out they're running <laughs> meters afterwards. So if anyone he overhears what they're doing, they won't, they might throw them off. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's next level. That that oh, threw me for a whirl the first time I saw as an RO at a team match someone come up and start ranging stuff in meters. I'm like, these fools wrong. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Same quarters>. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the most challenging sport or division that you've competed in the same stuff the field field stuff i'd say they all have their own challenges i mean elr can be next to impossible at some matches if the winds are just insane uh so like you know that i don't know if i want to loop that into challenge obviously i mean it is a challenge to hit that target, but you know, it's when, it, when things are almost seem like it's impossible, you know, I just kind of disengage from that. So uh, overall the, uh, the, the field style matches, like I said, because when something goes downhill, you don't always know what the reason is. Uh, is, is it your data? Is it your, uh, your range? Is it, you know, what did you range something else? Uh, there's just a lot more going on. To it you know there might not always be a berm right there behind you so if you if you miss you may not know exactly where you went you know it's just uh i think that has a lot of different challenges kind of hidden in it that you don't realize mm -hmm. till you're in the moment you know th when things start going downhill uh you just uh it comes at you fast yeah so uh those are those are challenging but they're very rewarding when they when they work out so i really like that it makes you feel capable and you know that that you could do something it feels like you you accomplished something yeah it's a so. sense of accomplishment that that harder challenge it makes you feel better at the end yep mm -hmm. i got a buddy and he's a really good uh match shooter he goes all over the place with me and uh someone invited him to go shoot some deers at long range uh with some tags that like cull tags or something like that mm -hmm. he went out there and this guy can print groups like this at a thousand all day long and he went out there, he's like, man, we ain't hit nothing. And they're only probably four to 700 yards. It's like, well, how far? Like, well, we don't know. I'm like, you don't have a range fire? He's like, never, <laughs> never thought of that. But it's like, you know, don't matter how good your rifle is or anything no. like that. Like, without that one critical uh, piece of information, you know, you're you're useless. Your, your capabilities are so much lower. So I just like focusing on being that sole you know, I got my support on my back with tripods and shooting sticks and bags. And like, you know, I can create my own support, my own ranges, my own, you know, I can do everything. Yeah. Just uh, nothing but air and opportunity at that point. 
So, so you mean the, well, the deer didn't come up and give a stage brief before? Yeah. <laughs> there will be one uh -oh. white tail behind a tree at 463 yards. But that's not she, you know, ethical, whether it's, uh, you know, like there's, it overlaps in the military law enforcement world and then it laps into the, the hunting world and, and, and then a competitive world in the middle. So like uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, equipment and uh, styles and, and ways of doing these things that really uh, is, is a evolving uh, sport as well. You know, so I really like kind of seeing what's coming amongst with that, like uh, weapon mounted range finders and, and onboard ballistics and things like that. Like it's, it could, it could go pretty far and that could be a lot of fun. And I nerd out on those things, you know, uh, yeah. so hard not to have fun. <laughs> So if you had to pick hunting or competition, and it could be any competition, but you only get to do one for the rest of your life, what do you pick? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I guess it'd be hunting because uh, I like to eat. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's fair. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and I'd say hunting and, you know, because uh, there's a, so much diversity in, into that. I mean, what you could do, where you could go, what you could hunt, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say that for sure, hunting. I like it. But don't, but don't make me choose because I'm going to uh, break the rules and I'm going to go do the other, whether I'm supposed to or not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's uh, just a fun thought. It's it's something yeah. I like asking everyone. I, I could see Robert yeah. showing up to a match in like a wig, like, hello, my name is Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wasn't supposed to be here, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, we're gonna do it. But uh, hunting yeah, at no. matches, there was uh, they had a match uh, in California, and I think there's a lot of pigs or something out there. And uh, like two or three days before or after the match, you could hunt, so you could go shoot a match and go hunting on the property. So uh, that's pretty fun. And arenas always had that open policy on the pigs that show up so mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, yeah we've got that on pigs we've had bob oh, yeah y'all got across. pigs too yeah. yeah we had a coyote that came out at 800 yards that i missed you missed, <laughs> you missed. Oh, i was shooting a 308 that's my only excuse that's why he's gonna, clear about it <laughs> i'm gonna tell on dan uh Hered or Herod or however you say his name because uh uh, he won the the Collis match just uh, what a month or so back, but we yeah. might could have got him DQ'd because we saw a coon going across the range, and I talked him into laying down uh, between stages and shooting at the coon, <laughs> and I just gave him a <laughs> close yardage is what I thought, and I don't know if he hit it or not. The coon got away, but uh, but yeah, I was like I could hold that to you, Dan, and get you. <laughs> I don't know if that's within the and rules, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a bad devil on the shoulder whenever I, I told him to do that. But it's competition; you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you might get flatten hey. the, you might get flatten the curve a little bit. So there you go. Yeah, but that's two animals I've seen engaged at K and M, uh, and Matt Matt Partain was the other one on a bobcat on the stage. So. <laughs> I'll I'll dime them them guys out any day. <laughs> oh, Are there bro. any lives? What's that? Are there any lives? Uh, live questions. I think we're good on live side. 
So, Robert, what are your shooting goals for the year? I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, not super defined, but uh, I, as a as a shooter for me, and wanting to shoot all these divisions, I just want to be uh, competitive in in each one of them. So, uh, you know, I'd like to be if I could, you know, top ten uh, percent or so of, of each one of them. So, usually to to float by that and be able to to go from one series to another and and perform well, like that's that's always my personal goals is just to be effective in, in different stuff. So uh, I like swapping it up and I know it won't help me as much on the finishing, you know, uh, if, if I really focused on one series, one sport or anything like that, but I like the diversity and, uh, and change it up. So just being effective in all those has, has been my goal, but uh, also uh, shooting like I'd like to do well at the AG Cup with a 308. I think that'd be super cool. Uh, and just <laughs> see, see, and you know, and then uh, some top 10 finishes uh, with my 308. I, I enjoy things like that, you know. So, I can those hear are the interview now. So, Robert, I can hear the interview now on AG Cup. So, Robert, what possessed you to shoot a 308? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I won't Joseph's know the answer to that, but <laughs> I mean, uh, at the, the the first AG Cup we all had uh, in January in Texas, like I didn't sign up for AG Cup, but I shot my 308 in it, and I just knew I'd shoot more AG matches. And this is the dumbest thing because of the thing I got like with my 308, 98 PRS or AG points, you know, yeah. something it was like really high. I don't remember what it was, but uh, that would have been great to have, you know. But <laughs> decided not to pay the fees that day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but jokes aside, it is really difficult to perform at that level in so many different sports. So I think that's an awesome goal to have is that top 10% and top 10 finish thing. Yeah. And like my, you said, my sports is not near as diverse as yours are, Court, you know, with the, the pistol and stuff like mine's still relatively focused in, in obviously precision rifle, you know, optics and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's definitely not as wide as yours is, but that that's that is the goal. Kind of just be be effective, good with the gun. I just want to be good. There with you the go. Gun. There you go. I do need to shoot more pistols and, and carbines and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm not uh, and I'm not anti pistols and PRS matches either. I uh, know you know. Oh no, I am. No, absolutely not. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I hard no. As far as shooting them or putting them on? Just, you know, I don't want to say it without coming out and saying it. I just, I think the <laughs> PRS needs a strong safety kind of rule before they bring back pistols. Yeah. And no, I, I throw. I'll agree with that. I'm just saying, like, I don't mind the challenges. I, I enjoy the the different flavors here and there. So I'm, I'm definitely not a proponent saying I want them to bring it back by any – not advocating <laughs> for that. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, other people gripe about it. It's like, as long as it's safe and everything, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, changes. Yeah. You know. Uh, Maybe a side stage. Yeah, or stuff like that. Like, uh, old uh, – uh, Derek Love and Michael Beamer at the Punisher match, they always had that machine gun side stage where you just mag dump something into a berm or whatever, <laughs> and just a fun little little change. And you don't have to shoot if you want to, but it just adds yeah. a little flavor to it. So uh, 
I like a change of pace here and there. But uh, as long as they're ammo, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <that's> right. <laughs> Let's get real with it. Yeah. Uh, right. I'll shoot your ammo. That is funny. But, Do we have to uh, guys? What, uh, what's okay. y'all's match plans this year? Corey well, shoots three a weekend. I'm about to say, I know Corey's going to be uh, <laughs> uh, blistering his trigger finger, but what about y'all? Am I going to see y'all in any matches, or is it going to be shot show? I'm shooting a lot of – well, I'm trying to shoot a lot of one days this year. Um, I'll probably be at the grind ROing. Definitely nice. be at AG Cup doing the media thing as always. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm shooting any other two days this year. I may make it out to the Cool Acres one just because it'll be cool. It'll be after um, our biggest thing that we're doing this year is, you know, how every year at AG Cup we're there getting in your face with cameras and live streaming and whatever. We're going to do that in Italy for the IPRF Rim Fire World, um, World Championship match. Oh, really? Nice. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be super cool. I'm looking forward to that. We have, and you're, you don't know this yet, but you're going to be very busy stateside, um, helping us manage stuff during this. <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, we got an, an awesome new app that'll let us do it just like the real world with scrolling scoreboards and switching cameras back and forth. And, um, you know, we're going to be airing commercials during it to help pay for our flights over there. Um, all sorts of stuff. So that's what we're focusing on a lot this year. Um, that's taken a lot of money and a lot of time to figure that out. But I'm trying to shoot more and actually pay attention and develop my skills a bit more and hopefully hit it hard again next year on the two days. Jennifer, just a media person. I ain't seen you shoot a match in a while. Uh, I, but I see you at matches a good bit. I know I haven't shot in a bit. I need to, but life has been busy. Went back and got a, my husband and I did our uh, MBAs together online. So we both went, got master's degrees and moved, just moved in a new house. And it's just been busy. That's good. We I'm were, glad to hear it. We uh, were talking before the show about doing a shooter's mindset trip down to Texas. Y'all should have y'all been down to the Texas, uh, that triple C? I have not. I have not. It's a cool place. I like it. I've only shot the center fire stuff there, but obviously that stuff offers, that place offers more. Uh, but I've only shot the center fire stuff there, but it, it's it's pretty cool. It's not many ranges like that out in the, the country. It sounds like Corey wants to pay our airfare to get us down there to see him. <laughs> I don't know about airfare, but I could probably sneak you into the match. <laughs> he, know, he knows a guy the food is is awesome there's only i can think like two or three other places that compared to their matches food so if you're into them, them tacos are to die for i know a lot of people say but i mean it's it's legit so uh i always have to debate they, they feed you so much do i want to eat this every day because i know <laughs> it's going to slow me down as soon as i'm done but it is, <laughs> it is great food and then the crawfish this last year was amazing too so they do. They were. They would be uh, a worthy match of travel. It's one hundred percent going to happen at some point in time for sure. Yeah, 
Hey, Jen, Mike be- reminded me in the comments uh, there's an NRL 22 match this Saturday if you want to come shoot. I understand. I also have a storage shed to get emptied before it's time to pay for it again. <sighs> Life. Yeah, I'm going to go down there, shoot some more, and uh, uh, try to shoot their 22s and their, their center fires. So come on, we'll see how the room there. for you. I'll yep. even take uh, you to tacos after. <laughs> You, you gonna do the, the twofer come for a, a, a rim fire and a center fire on the same weekend? That's a good deal. I can't match that deal. That's a good deal. Yeah, they don't do that. Y'all don't do that in Texas, do y'all? No, we have too many people cross over. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Prentice was telling me about that. And I do, I haven't done it yet, but I would like to take some of the matches up on it that that do, you know, Saturday and Sunday center fire and rim fire. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun, especially take the boy out or something and let him uh oh, you know yeah. shoot the, the rim fire. But it hasn't worked out for me yet to do one of those. But uh I think that is a great idea. Not every place can pull it off, but uh I like the the idea of it. Yeah. And I, I bought my rim fire years ago and got a good one and a just never shoot the thing. So, like, I want to shoot my gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of your but, schedule. We'll sign you up. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go crazy down the rimfire hole. I, uh, I just don't see that happening. I'm not going to test all this different lots of ammo and do all this stuff. I'm just going to get my gun dialed in and just shoot it the very best I can and just have fun. So, uh, that that's my rimfire goals is actually use that to, to have fun and not really – take myself too serious you know you usually shoot very well when you just go to have fun yeah that yeah so who knows where where that might go you're like oh i'm not really going to stress over it this match i'm just going to be laid back and just have fun i'm not going to do good i'm just going to have fun and then you like win (laughs) yeah uh and it's when when the pressure's off you usually do better i don't know because i tell people all the time like Mm -hmm. most everything you've succeeded at or done well at it usually just comes across as effortless and just natural. Like you didn't put a lot of effort into it. So like if you over try, a lot of times you won't do too good, but sometimes if you can just detach just enough to, uh, you know, stay out of your own way, you can, you can do pretty well. So uh, that, I love that's interviewing you whenever you've won. And I'm like, so, you know, how did it all come together and how did you pull this win out? And you're like, well, I hit targets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's profound. I'm going to have to try that next time. Just hit the targets. If only I realized it was that simple. (laughs) Uh, That guy that wrote the book with winning him out, uh, the Lanny uh, Lanny Basham, uh, I love he had this one quote. He had a quote. He's like, how to win a a world championship. He's like, be able to hit the target. Step one, be able to hit the target. Step two, do it again. And it was like, (laughs) it's just yeah. You know, yeah. hit it just uh and just more going, so. than the other guy. <laughs> yeah. It don't always work out for me like that, but uh but I, I always have fun. I if if I didn't still have fun, I'd I think I'd burn myself out a long time ago. Uh but I, I still enjoy it just as much today than, than I ever did. So uh as long as that, that keeps happening, I'll keep I'll keep going back. But uh I've shot I think a hundred and ten PRS matches now, and uh, I still get first age jitters. I still get, you know, nervous. Uh, all the things that happen from day one, I still, still experience. So uh, it could be the the finale of the AG Cup or or ten guys in a field. Like I, I, I just enjoy it. So uh, it's, it's fun. 
That's good. That's when it, that's when you know you're in the right sport when you can enjoy it. So. Yeah. Keep going. Are we good on lives? Thanks, good so. on lives. I don't think anyone tuned in. Oh, oh they did. <laughs> did they? Okay. Yeah. It, it was just us talking. <laughs> Wait, was, I supposed, was I supposed to hit this go live on Facebook button? <laughs> don't even laugh. You did that one time. We you were like 20 minutes in, and I was like, I don't think we're live, y'all. And then, yeah, lo and behold, we were not. That was back in the <laughs> early days of Zoom. The greatest got a test run in. Greatest thing COVID ever did for us is make Zoom invest tons of money into making this system. like we started this doing this on zoom before covid and you know just randomly be like yeah um sorry nobody nobody's here um nothing's working um maybe we'll have it fixed next week and now it's this is like the most robust system known to man yeah this show used to be on google hangouts that's how long ago it was it was live on youtube not on facebook Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Really? I didn't know that you did lives on YouTube. Yeah, well, yeah. you well you can do them now, but um, we can't do them now because they don't like what we talk about. But Uh-oh. Mike Bell and Tommy Tinsley both said that they're, they're here. See? They're there. We do have people. <laughs> we have the people. Uh-oh. They're just quiet listening to all the knowledge bombs. <laughs> yeah. Just don't listen to that's right. Tommy's, I'll dime Tom. Tommy's the one that couldn't hit the deer at 400. So I'll go ahead and say that right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Sold him out. Ask you how valuable a rangefinder is. Tell me how valuable is a rangefinder. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a good dude. That's my riding buddy to a lot of matches. He's uh he's a good dude. Fun to fun to hang out with and and go on road trips with give He's a hard like, time oh well dang it bro <laughs> <laughs> cool. yep so oh, uh, well i think that we are about at the point we can wind it down to shout outs so i think we will start with Corey. okay well i got a prop this time robert you know this rifle but this is our centerfire loaner and i wanted to shout you out for sending this over um, with some other people. Um, you talked a lot about having a gun you can trust. And we've had that that rifle and the 22 in about 30 different people's hands. And it's been amazing to have a new shooter come out and not have to worry about anything and just shoot and have fun. Um, so thank you for making that possible. Man, oh, that that's that has really worked out for us. And that's been a, a good deal. And I'd never I don't think anyone's really approached us on a loaner gun from a, a st- uh, match director standpoint or a facility. Sometimes shooters have as they travel, but uh, that's the first time there. Uh, I didn't know how well it worked, but that was y'all knocked it out with that one. This gone over good. So I see a lot of people use that, uh, all the loaner guns. So that, that's a good idea. But no, we're, we're glad to be able to to help out on that. And there's another one coming. I saw saw the order in today. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's center fire or rim fire, but yeah, there's another one. No oh, fun. Way. Okay. The more, more the merrier. <laughs> That's awesome. Greg, you got yeah. shout outs? Yep. Yeah, I got GSL suppressors and 
Hunter's HD Gold. We got PDC Custom over there. Um, 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 and then Fix It Sticks and Vortex. So you can take it apart and put it back together. <laughs> take it apart and put it back together. I need to get me some Fix It Sticks. Uh, Ooh, that... I, got, I got a discount code I can send you. <laughs> oh, do you? Nice. <laughs> I've always wanted some of that. I love you, Greg. Greg loves his discount code. Does he? Nice. Yes. I'll use that. I bought this because Greg Cannon said so. Exactly. He will be with the shirt on too. See? Yeah, I see. There you go. Repping repping hard. Uh, Yeah, those knock on wood. I've never, I carry tools around. I never use them on my own gun. It's always for somebody else. But, you know, I think it's something worthwhile having and i kind of got scared this trip that i'm going to i'm leaving at 3 a.m to drive we're driving all through the day and night to go to the hornady match uh it's the i'm going a long ways long ways from home i brought no tools just a rifle and 300 rounds of ammo just full trust in my gear it's always served me well and so we're gonna uh put our faith in it (laughs) you're fine to me no yeah uh which that's the one thing I started. I always carried a backup gun for a long time, but when you shoot tack, you know, for a while, just had one gun. It's like if something goes down, like there's nothing I could do because my other gun would put me in open. So that's why I got me a, a second one. And, you know, if you have two, you might as well have three. So, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, America. It kind of snowballs, but yeah. So now, now we're set. That's but, cool. Yeah. I got faith in the gear, though. So that says a lot. You got any shout outs, Robert? Uh, wife and kids back home. Uh, wife's holding it down while I go off and, and do this. So uh, huge thanks to her, but uh, just the people that support me and uh, allow me to do this, uh, really appreciate them. So uh, Manor Stocks does a lot for me and I uh, really enjoy working with them, but uh, GA Gap builds my rifles. Uh, uh, Bushnell helps me out on scopes and uh, Badger and Bartline and uh, Trigger Tech, you know, and Hogan and Hornady. Uh, all those have been some great companies to me and use them for a long time and never had any issues with them. And the stuff always exceeds my expectations. So uh, big shout out to them companies for supporting it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, in the morning we'll head out 3 a.m. So it'll come. It'll come soon, uh, and we'll show. We we'll should get there just in time to eat supper with them uh, the night before the match to get started. So, oh, that's right, because this is a Friday Saturday match, isn't it? Yep. Yep, that's what I thought. Yep. The Mormons keep it tight. You gotta can't right, be working can't, on Sunday. Right. You can't, <laughs> yeah. The Mormon property. How many acres is it? It's a huge area. Quarter million plus. Ooh. It's, yeah. but what the property is gorgeous because it has different terrain. It's not all the same. I mean, there's high mountains and just rugged mountains, but there's, there's low plains. Uh, there's, you know, wet spots. So it's, uh, you know, it's deserty, but you can go spots where it's just green and lush and lakes and big trout. I mean, monster trout, like there's uh, more species of birds, they said there than anywhere else in the country. Uh, it's, you, you see moose and bear and, pelicans i mean it's wild all the, the stuff you see so very it's a fun spot to be there and you don't have any signal for like three days uh but it, yeah. it doesn't really bother you out there it's like you can 
you can handle it. <laughs> yeah, there's no cell signal there, but it's, no, but it's it'll good. be fun. So wish us luck, and we should have a hopefully have a video with old Ken at the PRS when it's all said and done because uh, we should be like I said filming some content there too. So uh, wish me luck on that. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be fun. That'll be good. Well, I just want to shout you out for coming and spending a couple of hours of your Tuesday night. I know you got kids and kittens and a match to get to at 3 a.m. in the morning and you know you got all that to get ready so we appreciate you coming and talking to us and we appreciate everything that you do. You've always been a great ambassador for the sport. Always smiling, always happy. <laughs> Doesn't matter how bad your gun went down, you forgot your dope, whatever and you're still <laughs> the whole time. So we're not um, going to talk about any of that stuff. We're, yeah, Jennifer trying to jinx me already. <laughs> but you're always smiling. You never. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's, I don't see how you could go out there and not have a good time. So it's it's always a blast. So uh, enjoy it. But uh, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and, and talk. I always enjoy talking to y'all and uh, enjoy watching the show when other people are on. So keep it up because I'm in. I'm a fan as well. Oh, well, thank y'all. Awesome. Well, with that, we will see everybody next week. And this will be a wrap for episode 409. Everybody have a good week.